For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. I'm Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are going to be recapping the crazy, crazy action that happened during week one of college football. And specifically, you know that we're talking first about what shocked the world. Colorado's massive win over TCU. I have already apologized and said I was wrong. Going to probably end up rehashing some other things uh, that we talked about last week leading up to the game. We're also going to get to Utah versus Florida, UNC versus South Carolina, and then just some general takeaways from the week. Sean, how are we doing today? Uh, doing good. I, you know, I, I found myself in a conundrum this weekend. I tried to take in all of the college football that I could, and I think I did a good job. Okay. But I kind of have an ethics question, right? Oh, no, I am not the person to ask an ethics question. I, I'm aware. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. But though. when you're – okay, you go over for a cookout, college football, game day type thing. We're going to have multiple TVs going. We're going to have some chicken going, some some beers flowing. You know, the, the, the boys are getting together watching college football. All of that's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're gambling on the games a little bit. You're throwing some money down. If – at what point do you have to prioritize the better game over the game that other people oh. have gambled on on the TV? Because we had TCU Colorado going at noon and on the bottom, Ole Miss Mercer. Because people had gambled on Ole Miss covering against Mercer, not not on them. So at what point are you like, hey, and it's not your, uh, house. Not your house. You don't have it. Okay, and, let me ask you this. One TV? Is it one TV two that TVs. going on? Two TVs. One above, one below. Two good TVs also. I'll give them credit. I – okay, look. If it's Ole Miss versus Mercer, that's a game that you pull up on your phone. If you're worried about them not covering, that's that's one that you wor- you, you put up on your phone. You're, you're not making the rest of the group watch the game. I will say though, during that noon slate, there weren't really that many other. There weren't a ton. Good. I forget what I was watching on my my. I, I had like the quad box going on the second TV, so like I wasn't really focused on any of the other games. But I will be the first to admit, I had the games that I was betting on, even though they were crappy football games, prioritized on that quad box. Like I'm not gonna. I don't know. That's a tough it's weird, one. right? That's because I one. I preferred to bet on games. That I know I'm going to watch. That I know. No, I'm not. I, no, I don't do that at all. Oh, I, I, I say if this is going to be a good game, this is what I, I, I can, I can like, because I can lock in on it, and I don't feel like I'm a burden for wanting to check in on the game that I bet on, because it, you know if it's my house, I'm on cable, I can just flip back, flip back, check scores, do what I need to do. But when you know your people that you don't really know that well, some people you do know well, mm. when do you kind of? Like, I don't want to Larry David the situation and be like, what are you doing? Why are we watching that? Oh, you gambled on it. That's not, I didn't gamble on it. Why are we watching it? Okay, but so the, the, there's two what sides. Was the the, line, what was yeah. the line even on Ole Miss versus Mercer? Oh, I'm sure it was the 40s. 
they won 73 to 7. If you know exactly. that that game is in the bag, it, like turn that off the TV. Let's if it's let's blow out game, blow out big spread bet. I don't think you should watch it. I personally don't think that should be on one of the main TVs of and it's a fine bet to take. Take your big line bets. If you're an Ohio State fan, you want a 30 and a half against Indiana, take that bet. But that doesn't mean we're going to watch the blowout. Final verdict before we get to the read and then eventually get into the actual football. And I'm curious, anyone, we, we, our audience is kind of slowly fading in because we just started the show. Anyone who wants to drop a comment, your thoughts on this, I'm curious. You only switch to the game that's bet on unless your bet is in jeopardy of not hitting. So, like, if the game is a good example, Illinois versus Toledo, we both bet that that didn't hit. I would have said, guys, we got to put this game on the TV. Like, we need to see what happens at the end of this game. That's the only situation that that is allowed. It's the two best games on the TVs. There's too many people at the house. Was it somebody whose house it was that they put the game on? Is that what this uh, is? Kind of, kind of like one of or the. Is it your roommates idiot roommates? No, 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 not my idiot roommates. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, just, just other people that like college football and don't, you know, don't like soccer, which I've been dealing with that all weekend. But, but like right. last night, right? I, I, the, the UN, we went to another place where there, where there was only one TV, but UNC South Carolina was on that TV, and you know. I, you know, taking a bet on, on Illinois Toledo. I, I, I didn't say we need to check on Illinois Toledo. And I thought that was selfless. That's not the bigger game though. I think for the community as a whole, watching the game, the best game should be on the TV, not the game that you have action on. If it's a, now, if you had YouTube TV, you could have watched that game on your phone, like an adult, but I have you cable. don't. And Cable's better. You're a loser. You're a loser. Uh, we're talking about betting though. Can you share with our listeners though? Very quickly, a word from our sponsor, that being Bet Online. Bet Online, I took some money from Bet Online this weekend. I, oh. I came out, I came out plus fifteen dollars. I had a pretty, pretty good weekend. <laughs> I played I had a lot of bets going. Uh, I think I came out positive. I'm pretty certain I came out positive. I, I just some some were just bad judgment calls. Baylor can they, they never touch in Baylor. I'm not you gonna did, yell you bet against uh, GJ Kinney. Oh Dude, I had a oh, 15 team you're parlay. The worst. I had a I had a massive favorites parlay for week one, which I always do. <laughs> Baylor just screwed it for me. Okay. Uh, but it is what it is. And if you want to do that, you want to have a good weekend like me and Joe. I'm sure we'll repl- replicate it next weekend. Our, our, our immense success. Bet online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and now football. We're in the swing of it. We're betting on football. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Saw a guy actually at the function play a bet online <laughs> casino game while college Stop. football was on. He said, Stop. I'm just going to play a blackjack hand. I'm like, what? That's guy, that guy's <laughs> awesome. I love that guy. Like, that what guy's are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, man, I guess, the, I guess. The, I guess the juice is flowing and people want to get some action. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet online oh, where the game starts. That's awesome. Um, also, uh, really just a quick random side stupid thought. Do you, do you ever I, – I came subject to this. I placed – uh, I feel like I do this every couple of weeks. I placed a double bet on a team. I accidentally placed the same <laughs> bet twice. <laughs> And then I was really sweating that that Western Kentucky game. Uh, that's a side point I want to bring up there. All right, let's let's talk about. I, I've, I've done that in UFC and boxing. I have not done that in football. Let's talk about this this Colorado TCU game. I actually was was shocked. You on on the Yahoo show that you produce. You one of your best bets of the week was Colorado to cover, and 
you know, you're doing the Pat McAfee bit. I respect it. You were all in. Look, I, I want to start this off by saying I already did a video on this and got a lot of traction. Uh, a lot of people don't believe me saying this, but I have always been on Coach Prime. I have always been on what he can do and help revamp this program because we on this show have been covering him since he started at Jackson State. And we were excited for what he was able to do early on, him bringing in Travis Hunter, him bringing in both of his sons. The way that he transformed the program and also got national attention on them has been massive. And we also we spent a lot of time this offseason talking about like, hey, if Coach Prime turns this thing around, he is going to be an attraction for recruits to be able to say, look, if you, you know, maybe we are a little slow to get going, but if you want all the attention in the world and you want to build a brand for yourself, Colorado is the place to do it. I, though, made a bad take this week, despite being a supporter of Coach Prime. I, like a lot of people, said playing against the team that was in the national championship game, got all these transfers coming in, having a lot of issues along the offensive defensive line, not having a ton of developed experience size. There's a good chance that the score gets run up on them. They hushed any concerns that I had. And I think I've listened to a couple of shows, different shows that, that I frequently tune into. All the people that said negative things turned around and said, hey, look, we were wrong. They really, really proved us wrong that he can get that job done. And my main takeaway from this, Sean, he is such a damn good coach. The way that he got that team to stick together late in the game, to finish drives, put points on the board, in heat that they're probably not used to in that Texas heat, and to be well-conditioned enough, especially Travis Hunter, to finish that football game, massive props. That was one of the craziest football games that I've ever watched. It was, and I was actually texting uh, Miles Ross. I've been talking to him a lot during the season. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm like, we're blessed to have this as the big noon kickoff week one. It, it was it was a blessing to be sitting there drinking, watching that game, and just being like, wow. this It just lit the world on fire. And if you don't like it, then you don't like college football because now we have a true excitement from a program that you haven't had excitement for. It's more exciting than when Cincinnati was good it, it, by miles. Luke Fickle's cool. Luke Fickle's got good energy. He's not Coach Prime, though. He's not Deion Sanders, who just sound, sound, everything that he says into a microphone is gold. It's gold. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, whether you're fine with him saying you didn't believe us, believe in us and you wrote about you wrote us off uh, to the journalists that are asking their que questions, I have mixed feelings about that. Mm. But I know it's good for the sport. I know it's good for college football. I'm certain that he makes this season more exciting. And, and how much egg is on the face of the teams that didn't hire him? How much? How are you sitting there as an AD or, or a coach or a team like, wow, what did we do? Who do we have? If you're not Georgia or Alabama, yeah. you're kind of like, ah, oh, look what they did. Look what they did with concerns, not not some, not detriments, but there were concerns about the trenches. There were concerns about what happens when all the FCS players move to the FBS. There were concerns right, and questions. But boy, do you just go out there and prove them wrong against an established borderline yeah. elite coach in Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes, well, great coach and got beat. So this is the the really thing, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head here. There are a lot of aspects of this game that I want to talk about, and we're probably going to dominate the, the time on the show talking about this game. But the coaching and the decision-making by Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator, was, was fantastic. Yeah. One, 
to set up and call plays that deliberately put your athletes in space. Like let's get Travis Hunter, who's a contested catch weapon who can come down with the football, no matter how much pressure's on him. Let's put him in these one-on-one spots, go up, get the football. He's going to come down with it. We're going to trust our guys. But the biggest thing here, and that I was really, really impressed by is that Shadur is a, just a, a really quick decision maker. Stellar. That is, that to me is one thing that is not talked about enough with quarterbacks and a trait that I think a lot of people don't understand does not come easy to be able to just immediately see that there is soft pressure on a guy in the slot. And then he's going to be coming across the middle of the field to know the ball's coming out as soon as this ball gets into my hand and I'm delivering it to him and I'm going to pick up five, seven yards. It doesn't need to be a 15 yard gain. You just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. The run game was not there because their offensive line, they were tired parts of that game. And again, inexperienced. Oh, yeah, they, were, they were going incredibly up-tempo. Oh, my not, God. I mean, the two teams in the first quarter, it was F1 race. That's what it was. Everybody was moving fast. But you, again, nail on the head. Athletes in space. And, God, some of the plays in the flats, just to the running backs, yeah. just just the, at the goal line, I'm telling you. I know, I know, I, I'm pretty sure Shadur was working out with Tom Brady. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady said, I lasted 22 years, 23 years, whatever it was in the league, by hitting my running backs in the flats. By saying, oh, there's Kevin Falk. You know what he's going to do? Get a first down. Score a touchdown. It doesn't always have to be the home run ball. But he threw the home run ball well. He threw it well. He underthrew one in the first quarter, and, and that was, but there was one right in the breadbasket, right for Travis Hunter. Didn't come down with it. It is what it is. Impressive. I was impressed with Colorado and God, sky's the limit, right? Sky's the limit. What happened? Well, well, the sky is the limit. I think realistically this team, I mean, like there was, I forget who it was. Somebody, I think it was PFF, you know, total impression bait posting. How many wins are they going to have this year? They, you know, you saw the, the graphic that has their schedule on it. Actually, I think I'm throwing a stray at PFF. I think it was ESPN college football that posted. Oh, sure. Um, if you look at their schedule, I think realistically, because they play Oregon State, USC, Utah, and Oregon, I Oregon, believe. Off the yeah. Top, it's I, not a cakewalk. It's not. It's a hard schedule. They can get to eight wins, I think, is the absolute ceiling for this season. And I think that's accomplishable. But what I'm a little bit worried about is, does that lack of depth catch up to them later on in the season? And here's the biggest thing. My camera is about to die. I completely forgot to change the battery. Keep just pick it up from there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. If Colorado gets six wins, it's a massive achievement for the program. They were competing with the likes of UVA and any of the bottom feeders in college football, competing with them for being the worst last yeah. year. You get six wins this year. Throw a parade, throw a celebration because you have completely flipped the script on your entire football program. That gets more funding. I don't care about the funding. That gets more investment. That gets more interest from players, even better recruits. And, and, and I don't know. There's good recruiters. Deion Sanders might be the best right now to be able to take a team that had a bunch of skells, no offense, former scale speaking, but a bunch of scales, replace them with the Louie. You got you got something moving. You really got something, and you have momentum. And and God, good for Colorado. Who now? I care about Colorado. Now I care about America's team, the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. 
See, I think that's the funny way of putting it. It, it kind of is. It kind of is America's team. You know, this is the this is the program that like everybody's now excited and rooting for. That everyone's yeah. going to be super focused on. And that here's the the the, the, the other kind of like last piece of this that I want to talk about. I tweeted this, and I don't know if it's a step too far. You know, is this me being mm. too hot takey? Am I doing the you know the whole over exaggeration bit after one game? If Travis Hunter finishes the season and doesn't miss any games, I think that, first of all, they need to pull back the amount of snaps. The guy can't play 120 snaps a game. That is unsustainable, the amount of hits. He's going to have to not practice the whole week because that is way too much contact to be dealing with. Um, If he can do like 90 snaps a game and he can exceed 80 or so receiving yards and kind of be in that rough range of production that he had as a receiver – get some more interceptions to finish the season, he will be at the Heisman podium. I don't know if he can beat out Caleb Williams if he keeps playing the way that he is or Michael Penix because it is just always going to be a quarterback award. They and if very they're good, they look very good too. Right. Unless there are no quarterbacks, like when Devonta Smith won it or when Derrick Henry won it, unless there's no quarterbacks, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle. But the guy is going to be at the podium. He's going to be at the podium. And maybe even Shadur could be in that conversation as well in that top 10 of, of players in consideration this year, if not at the very least next year. I, I, I am only excited to see how the results continue to pan out for this team. I, I would say you're being hot takey, but it was a mass flood of overreaction yesterday. And that's fine because that's what college football is. You know, we title our shows on, on, on Monday and Sunday. Week one overreaction. That's what it's going to be titled. And it is an overreaction because that's what we're supposed yeah. to do because it's fun and it's crazy and it's bonkers. And, It'd and, suck if we came on here and we're like, here's this really mild take. <laughs> yeah, no, no. What a freak out. It's college football. It's, it's, you're, this you're, is the stupidest sport that's ever been played because of the craziness yeah. that occur can occur. I want to I want to overreact. You're not the only one. And he lit Travis Hunter lit the world on fire and played up to what he's been billed. How many players get billed super high and go out and do fine? A ton. You get build up like that from all the praise from a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best. You can put up a top 10 NFL player of all time saying, yeah. yeah, he is he is him. He is the dude. And you go out and you are the dude. What? Yeah. You can be considered for the Heisman. You can be. You can have you could be projected week one to be, yeah, you might be on that podium. You really might be. There's there's too much. You proved it. You proved enough. You proved enough to set expectations for week two. The, the craziest thing about this, though, and I, I did a radio spot and somebody, mm. uh, the radio host Humble asked brag. me this. Shut up. Uh, the, I did it on Saturday in the, right after the oh. game, and he asked me this. Oh, and he was radio. saying, I, yeah, right. I'm only, I'm only good enough to be a weekend <laughs> guest. I'm not a, I'm not a week, weekday guest uh, <laughs> like I used to be. But Draft the question is, you're in there. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not, I'm not there yet as a college football host. Um, the question that was asked to me was, can he do this? in the NFL? Can he play both sides of the football? My gut answer was no. I think eventually he's going to be a defensive back and he's going to get brought onto the field and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to throw him some screen passes. We're going to get him on every so often. He's going to return kicks, but for the most part, he is going to be a defensive back and an elite defensive back just because NFL teams are so protective of players and when you're paying them all that money you don't want them to be on the field too much and to get hurt but at the same time i have no precedent and you know we're both way too young to sit here and say i have never seen this before 
But as somebody who loves the history of college football and reads a lot about the history of college football, there there's never been anyone who's done anything close to this. Charles Woodson's been brought up, but like it Troy wasn't, Brown. It, I mean, he did that a little bit in the pat for the Pats. He played a little bit of DB, or maybe that was yeah. just one time. I don't know. Well, the, the, the other one that I thought that, of yeah. was was my Miles Jack was the one that I thought of. Not in the I mean, NFL. Yeah. In college. I mean, players switch positions a lot. I mean, AP uh, Aaron Parker came in as a linebacker and was a first-team all-CAA wide receiver. Jim yeah. Kelly started as a linebacker and became uh, one of the best quarterbacks in Buffalo Bills history just because he threw a ball back really hard in practice one day. Like, like um, Football's kind of fluid in that spot. Unless you're – Six foot eight, three hundred pounds. Six foot eight, three hundred pounds. If you're unless you're that that Who big, who's that a reference to? <laughs> the stupid Oliver Anthony song, that one that, that took over. <laughs> um, yeah, unless you're just one of the monsters is in the trenches. It's kind of a little bit fluid, and that's what's cool. That's kind. Of, it, it, it's cool, I, and that that that's a, a kind of a niche thing for college football where you have uh, quarterbacks running the read option like crazy. You have the triple option sometimes. It, it NFL. That's kind of where you get a little more structured. But, I mean, look me in the eyes and tell me you don't think that he could catch a slant on third down and take it 40 yards after breaking a tackle. And that could be – he could just be a little gimmicky. Dion played some off – Dion played offense in the Super Bowl. Well, that that was my – that was what I brought up. I I said that, realistically, he can do what Dion did where he – you know, he returned kicks. He came onto the field as as an offensive weapon occasionally, but it can't be a both sides of the ball every down thing like he did in this game. He, and he can't do that the rest of the season again. That is unsustainable. The human body can't deal with that much contact. I mean, we shortened the games literally for the purpose that guys yeah. weren't going to get as many reps. And you know, here we are. Travis Hunter said, "F that. I'm going to play. I'm going to play as much as I want to." <laughs> uh, um, any final thoughts before we, we flip the page to uh, Utah versus Florida? I mean, it seems like we might be getting a rescheduling of ESPN game day. It feels like we're going to have to pass on you and get to Boulder. That's what I think week one, I wouldn't count it out. I don't think they have. I don't know. I don't know if they do or don't, but it wouldn't shock me if Colorado was hosting a big Pac-12 team and they said, we got to go to this. We have to. It's too big. We can't miss it. So, they're making headlines. Do you think they get ranked by one of the polls? I think that someone overreacts and puts them at 25. I, I said yesterday when it was still uh, um, maybe right when it when it closed, I was talking to two goobers on the couch, and I, I said, you know what? I think that a lot of voters are going to be too proud to rank them this first week. But if they win next week and they start off 2-0 – Dude, they're going to be shit out of Nebraska. Nebraska sucks. I'm taking them to cover. That's going to be one of my bets this week. And no, I, okay. Actually, I need to get on that actually right now. I might do that sure. in the middle of the game uh, or in the middle of this show. That's actually a really good point. If you're 2-0 and, and you put on two really good uh, post, uh, posts, performances, go ahead. Who's better? Who? Why would you keep them off? Why would you? They beat the – TCU with a great coach, and if they beat Nebraska, and they beat Nebraska, and we're talking about them beating Nebraska. Preseason, we're sitting here thinking uh, a lot of pundits, Matt Rule might might really be a problem for him. And now, oh, we we might be ranked. They might be ranked. Rank them. Do it. Rank them. If they go 2-0, rank them. 
they won't they won't be ranked this year i think or the, this this week too much pride colin doesn't like Deion sanders we're just going to move past that um sure. that's on um i don't know how you can't like Deion. that's a shame that's a real shame Colin. bums me out he's good for college football if you're a college football fan you should be all in on him utah versus florida oh this game played out exactly as I predicted. I hit my, you know, I got my bet. My, you know, my, my, the, the checks, checks cleared. My bet hit. Um, but this Mine played out well. exactly, yeah. exactly as I talked about. I mentioned that Graham Mertz might look better during practice. That he might be an improved player in a better situation. But this Florida team was going to be way too young. Was going to be way too young and inexperienced to go up against one of the best coach teams in all of college football, one of the most physical teams in all of college yeah. football. And that showed up because Graham Mertz played pretty well. It's the first time that he's ever thrown for over 300 yards. But we saw so many mistakes, false starts. There was that stupid uh, punt return penalty that happened where two guys were wearing the same number that eventually led to a momentum-building touchdown for Utah. Look, Florida's not going to be good this year. Florida fans, you just need to acknowledge it. They're not going to be good this year. I'm really optimistic for the future outlook, though, because I think that at a certain point, that recruiting is going to build up enough quality players that they will be good in 2024. But, yeah, I, I think that Utah looked pretty strong despite dealing with all those injuries. Yeah, Utah, without a starting quarterback also, said, come on out to the mountains, and we're just going to beat the hell out of you for four quarters. I Physical is it. And I don't. I, I try not to do generic reactionary tweets, you know, like, oh, wow, what a catch. Like, I try not to. But that night, I, I had to put out a generic one. I said, Utah is thumping these boys. They are they are going crazy tackling, swarm yeah. tackling. You tweet, I thought you tweeted out a video of a safety for Utah. I Cole thought Bishop. You, I thought he was a linebacker. I thought he was their middle linebacker. Uh, he's like their big safety that they they line up down, you know, down in the Where's box. Where's his cowboy gun. collar? He needs one. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what are uh, they? What do they got going there? Getting what? Are they on trend? What? Are, what, what do they? Why are they this fired up? <laughs> they were. <laughs> I could, oh, the performance-enhancing drugs accusation. I what? Couldn't <laughs> believe. They were just merciless. And I, that's my football also. Go out there. go Start hitting people. It was great. It was great. Utah put on – it wasn't a good show, but, man, if you like football, you like this Utah team. Ah, I, I, Florida was just not ready for it. Florida was not ready to go take the flight, be in the altitude, get punched in the mouth like that. They weren't, and they lost. No. no, that – okay, so you hit the the really important part here. You know, forget all the physicality stuff showed, but – that first drive, the splash play, and I know it was close for like a little bit at the beginning of this game, but you saw them just starting to really grind them out. And ha having, you know, watched games, I'm not in the trenches like you were as an offensive lineman, but like having been on the sideline watching games that are physical and you're just running the ball, running the ball. And we ran the ball a lot in college. Yeah. You could start to see a team that's just like, oh, we're we're coming at you. Like we're, we're really, really going to grind you out. Get me. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. <laughs> but that's what look for. That's what Florida's defense looked like. It yeah. looked like that they were just getting beat to shit on every <laughs> single play. And eventually you just kind of look like they're getting popped up. They're just yeah. a lot of young guys, a lot of young guys. And that's like a really rude awakening showing up for a bunch of dudes from Utah. And you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. The, I thought this little you're ass talking stadium. About them. You're talking about like they're. 
Like they're raiders in the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like you clown on like Utah. Like wait, these guys are all from they go skiing. Like a, when, I'm scared when, of these guys. And when then you hear you the show banjos, up, like, oh. you better turn around. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you show up and you're like, oh my God, these guys mean business. They have nothing else going on but Just... hitting each other during <laughs> practice for two hours and then leaving the field. <laughs> That's what you got. You showed up and had to go up against. And I, I think the epitome of that is. Jaquindon Jackson's like a tank the way that he's built their star running back. And you just yeah. talked about Cole Bishop. The two guys who took over this game and Nate Johnson, they're running everybody. Everybody's getting run over by the skill players. There, there was no speed. There's no like, I'm going to juke you out. I'm going to cook it. No, I'm going to run through a motherfucker's face. That was the mentality that I got from Utah. And maybe Florida fans, you don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah. The, um, I mean, here's the thing for Florida. It's tough to open the game the way that they did the, uh, that long 70-yard touchdown uh, to uh, God, Money Parks. Or, or who was it that, that caught the – It was Money the, Parks. Yeah, Money Parks. You open the game like that, some teams – and it's a lot of teams. You get a 70-bomb dropped on your first play from scrimmage. Or, tough. That's, that, that is a deflating play. Great play for Utah. If you can – that's why you, you're sitting here. Why did they, they take a big shot first play of the game? To crush the other team's will. That's why they do it. That's why teams scheme it. So if you're wondering why on second and eight after your inside uh, your, your, your inside draw or whatever, inside zone play, you're doing a flea flicker or a reverse double pass or just airing it out, it's for the opportunity to suck the life out of the other team uh, and catch them asleep at the wheel early in the game, and then you have the momentum for four full quarters. Unless you're Illinois. And then Unless Toledo you're Illinois. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that uh, later in the sure, show, but um, yeah, no, that was a fun that was a fun football game, especially because it's like an I told you so moment. I love those I told you so moments. I have another I told you so moment as North Carolina oh, sure. defeats South Carolina thirty-one to seventeen. So this this game played out almost the way that I said. Part of it was right. I was wrong because I thought that this was a take the over game. This was going to be a lot of splash plays, long touchdowns, missed assignments by both secondaries. That doesn't end up happening, Sean. Instead, Drake May throws two picks, still has a really strong game, and Spencer Rattler just gets eaten alive because he has no supporting cast. I, yeah, I don't that know if Colin, can you pull that nine sacks over? That's what it was. I think, it was nine. Nine, I think there were nine sacks. Cra- odd. Odd to have that many sacks in the opener. Especially because North Carolina's defensive line was really bad last year. It was really, really bad last year. But the thing that I was right about, Sean, before I get your take on this, I said that this game was going to suck. This was a really on. I was bored watching this game. Like I, I legitimately really? was not excited. I yeah, these teams are this one. these teams are mediocre. They're both overhyped. UNC is good enough to be ranked twenty fourth at the end of the season, and South Carolina didn't bring didn't belong being in any discussion as a ranked team. I thought that they were both very underwhelming. I was actually enjoying the. Um the pairing of Spencer Rattler and uh, Xavier Leggett or Leggett, they, they have a good, and, and I, I like seeing Rattler just toss it up and seeing uh, Leggett go up and get it. Number 17 on the Gamecocks. Uh, the, I mean, Rattler didn't have a terrible day. 353 had nine incompletions for constantly being under pressure and having uh, holding calls all over the place uh, from his offensive line. I mean, yeah. Leggett had nine catches, 178 yards. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm cool with that. 
that's not bad. I, yeah. I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Do you agree with me though that neither of these teams deserve really much run? Is like considering uh, them as contending, like like they UNC if, is going to be the yeah. fourth best team in the ACC. If plain and simple, if UNC starts six and zero, then we can have a conversation. Is that fair? I don't know who they play at the start of the season, but sure, we can have the conversation. Okay, yeah. I mean, not a ton. Neither team really crushed the other team, but I I don't know. I don't think UNC fans are terribly worried. I know some Ohio State fans that are not thrilled about their, their week one performance, that are not thrilled with Kyle McCord. Uh, you still won. And they're like, yeah, we still won. That's the point. But the optics aren't great. I think the UNC yeah. optics are fine. Yeah, and I think that Drake, like, that's not a Heisman performance throwing two picks. And I don't think he went over 300 yards. He, he had an okay game. He made a bunch of really nice throws that, like, we're used to seeing with Drake May, but it wasn't the, you know, the 350 yards and five touchdowns type game that we're, we're kind of used to seeing from him last year. I'm not saying that there's a regression. Um, I do want to talk about that, though, before we get our two thoughts from the weekend. I forgot to write that down in the docket, but Ohio State beats uh, Indiana pretty easily. Mm. Like 23-3. I don't have the score in front of me, but off the top of my head. But I watched that game. And I made a video about this. I think a lot of Ohio State fans agree with me, and you just brought it up. There should be a legitimate concern for the quarterback situation for Ohio State because 23 to 3. That's right. Not only did Kyle McCord not throw a touchdown and throw an interception and not surpass 300 yards against Indiana, but on top of that, his two best receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Abuka, didn't surpass 20 yards receiving in five receptions. They both combined for. Uh, like 30-something yards in five receptions. I know that Marvin Harrison Jr. went down with an injury and he kind of came back into the game, but the both of them are open. The both of them are open a lot, and he's not finding them. That's weird to me, and that to me shows a guy who doesn't make a lot of good decisions that he's hitting Cade Stover, the slow tight end, up the middle most of the times that he's throwing the football. It's a weird, weird choice. Do we have maybe a Kirk Cousins dynamic here? where Kirk Cousins doesn't take a lot of chances with his wideouts when they're covered. When I, you know, and you have wideouts that when I'm covered, I'm open. Uh, you know, we see that there's a trust with Travis Hunter. I'm covered, but I'm open. He might not have that yet with his wideouts, and he's just going to hit TJ Hawkinson, a.k.a. Cade Stover, up the middle and end his season and, and just have a good completion percentage. He should have that, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr., who should. was his high school teammate. I don't know what that was. I don't know what I can only maybe. Uh, I don't know. He sucks. I'm like yeah. I'm just gonna say it. He sucks. He's, <laughs> We're he, definitely overreacting here, dude. He can't play like that again. Look, CJ Stroud was a little slow to get going, but his first game against Minnesota and Oregon were not that bad. They were not as bad as that. He found his guys. He knew how to find his guys. Yeah. He can't play like that against Penn State and Michigan. They will lose those games. Yeah. If this Ohio State fan should be nervous about opening the door for Penn State, that's what they should be nervous about. You need to be good enough to keep the door closed on little brother or else you're little brother and mm -hmm. it's all over. Well, it's not all over, but you know what I'm saying. Well, there At least for this year. I think there are two lost teams this year and they're going to be like 12. They're going to finish the season at, like, number 12. That's fine. They might make it next year with a 12-team playoff, maybe. 
<laughs> Four team doesn't look like it. We'll have to see. Um, Sean, la, I want to start implementing this when we do these live streams. Two thoughts that we just had from the weekend that we want to bring up with all the craziness that happened. I'll let you go first. What's the first thing? First thought you have from the weekend? Michigan mm. is corny. That's my first thought. Your coach got suspended by the school because he broke rules. He broke recruiting rules during COVID, and the school suspended him. Your school. So the free Harbaugh and the let's do an odd formation to hold the four up and, and do all that. Corny. Also, you don't play anybody in the first three weeks. It was supposed to be a four-game suspension, and you're going to win. You'll be fine. You come back and you play Rutgers with them. Guess what? If you suspended for four games, you'd still beat Rutgers. You're corny. You're not going to make this an underdog mentality, a chip on our shoulders Michigan team because our, our coach did wrong. No, your coach or our coach got did wrong. No, your coach did wrong. Your coach made the mistake. That, you're corny. You're corny. Bad. Bad. Okay, here's – Oh, God. You do not tell me you're sympathizing. I don't think he should have been suspended, so I don't agree <laughs> with – But, okay, the – whole reaction to it like just go play the damn games like the whole fours up everybody line up like this is you know follow the leader um that I, yes that was absolutely there's corner. still rules really there's still rule or there were still rules at the time he bought he a kid them. a cheeseburger and he was watching he shouldn't have been with them time he shouldn't been with have been, it's a no contact and right now there's no rules cool we get that at 2020 there were rules it happens you broke the rules soft Soft. You broke the um, rules. My first thought from the weekend, I was yelling at my TV, Sean. Oh, I was so upset. So I anyone who watched Louisville, Georgia Tech, that was actually a really fun football game. Um, I didn't really think Brent Key was a very good coach coming into this game. And now I hate Brent Key. I'm all out on Brent Key. Georgia Tech fans gave me a lot of shit because I criticized that hire. I don't like your head coach. He can go screw. You want to know why I'm saying that, Sean? Why? Louisville was getting their asses handed to them by Georgia Tech, and I bet Louisville minus seven and a half on this game. And you know what Louisville did? They came back and they went up by one, and there was about like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. There was the perfect opportunity and just enough time for them to score a touchdown to be up exactly eight points. And you know what happened? They got the ball back, and they scored a long touchdown to go up exactly eight points points meaning mm. my bet was going to hit and then they stop georgia tech on downs they get the ball back and with an opportunity with like three minutes to go run the clock out they don't they get stopped on on third and short they kick a field goal they're up by 11 points brent key with two minutes left and no need to score a touchdown marches down the field and scores a touchdown they didn't win the game. That touchdown wasn't meant to win the game. I was so goddamn mad, Sean, that this happened. It is nothing pisses me off more than unnecessary touchdowns that mean nothing. And my bets don't hit. I, I feel you. And I've been there and I've lived it. But you gotta, and, and, and I, I gotta check myself. Sometimes you just got to check yourself and remember No, the no. coaches don't care about the cover. I you got to remember give a shit. <laughs> well, I, I know. And they give less of a shit. They care even less that about you not caring. 
I, yes, it's Colin, just it's I how like the game. It. You got to chalk it up to the game because I've been they chalking it up the to the game. Early. And if this was me, I'm getting carved up by you because oh, Sean's getting hit, and I've gotten hit with that a lot. And it makes me happy knowing that we're now simpatico with our feelings, and, and that you're now it's finally true. becoming a little bit to the D-Gen side. This is the passion I need from sports betting Joe DeLeon. I like when Joe curses me out over text because he took a bet that I liked and it didn't hit. I love that. I love that feeling because I never yeah. take any of Joe's bets ever. You did You did that. Well, you should have because I went. Uh, you did six, go three for six, three. I was six for 11 and I was three for three. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we're going to talk about that in a quick second. I was, I did do pretty, pretty well on my bets, but that pissed me off. What's the second thought from the weekend? Uh, second thought for the weekend. I mean, Baylor, what the hell? Kind of, I'm almost, I'm not as angry about it as Joe is. Um, but they lost to Texas State, who was bad last year. Hey, man, respect TJ Kinney, dude. You watched them all year last year, man. I gotcha. But Baylor and Dave Aranda are a bunch of weirdos sitting in Texas with no identity. And sometimes they know how to play football really well, and sometimes they don't. And you never know when it's going to be. You never know when the the mean green defense is going to go out there and play hard as hell. And look at these guys that we just look at. Who is it? Jalen Petrie? Oh, you're going to be one of the best safeties in the nation. Nobody knew about you, and now you are because we're Baylor, and I'm Dave Aranda, and I'm a genius. I'm weird, and I can tap into players like nobody else can. I'm Dave Aranda. Cool. Can you beat Dave Aranda, the normal person that knows how to score points and beat teams that you should beat? No, I can't do that. I'm Dave Aranda. I got a weird head, and I don't talk very well in, in, in press conferences. Okay, Dave. All I'm Shade. asking you to do, all I'm asking you to do, Mr. Aranda, is beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Can you do that? I just can't do that for you. I'm Dave Aranda. I won't do it, and I'm I'm gonna make you you hate this team. I do. Stop I betting do. on GJ Kinney, man. Texas Tech is just – they should not. And they didn't even beat them close. It was it was an ugly, uh, ugly beatdown for Baylor. They beat the hell out of them. That was a fun game. I'm excited about that. How does that happen? Tell me how that happens. Physically should not happen. <laughs> Relax. Just, I now, Relax. No, I, I was relaxed, and now I started thinking about it more and more, and I'm starting All to right. – all right, all right. Um, my second takeaway from the week. Um, I was watching, didn't watch the whole game, but I am, I, I'm juiced up, man. The the uh, the team of Italian Americans from New Jersey is back. Rutgers is back oh, with their win over Northwestern. Not only did they beat Northwestern, they kicked the shit out of them. And I also might have bet on Rutgers um, to cover that five and a half point. They covered it by like a whole twenty plus. That was a beat down. I don't want to hear it that Northwestern's going to be really bad this year. Just we're going to move past that. They're going to make a run in the Big Ten, Sean. You watch. They're going to make that run in the Big Ten. Put some respect on Rutgers. Need Rutgers a being back is important. Need some it's water. important I, for college I, I'm football. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to take a beat. What do you think you are? What do you think you are saying something like that? Compromising the integrity of this show. What do you mean compromising the integrity of this show? I support my team's. You didn't know who St. Peter's was until they were going deep in the play in, in college basketball. That is BS. It's down the road from me. It's 20 minutes away from where I grew Look, up. Yeah, it got me fired up. You maybe knock over MF Narduzzi behind me. Okay. I had to, I had to re-erect him. You didn't. 
And all I know about MF2 mask, by the way, I didn't realize yeah. that's what that was. <laughs> Look, I don't agree with you. I'm I, I'm happy you're finally starting to take some hometown pride in Rutgers University because I didn't hear it for about six years. Because they were congrats, bad. Congrats on beating the most dysfunctional offseason uh, team in the in the NCAA th- this year. Congrats. That, that's a nine-win football team. That's a nine-win football team. Rutgers. That's a nine-win football team. You watch. Don't make me do it. Don't make me. Uh, Sean, let's wrap. Don't pull up your schedule. Not unimportant. You, uh, quickly, you can't say that. A quick recount of success on betting picks. Uh, right now, actually, wait, here are the picks that we had last week. My oh, Utah minus six and a half hit. My Miami versus Miami of Ohio minus 16 and a half. That one hit. And Stanford minus three and a half. Benjamin Yurasek lit up Hawaii. Give me that one. Your bets, on the other hand, uh, 46 and a half over for NC State. UConn. Oh, no, wait. You took the over. Did I really? Yeah, I thought you took the under. That didn't hit. I bet on the under in real life. Why did I? I'm weird. That didn't hit. I wrote you down wrong. You are. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. no. We got to check the tape on that. I might have taken the under. You might have written. Oh, did I tape? Did I you type wrote that? You wrote that down. Oh, I gotta check the tape here. We might have an amendment. Wait, wait, wait. I need to double check uh, this. Wait. An, an amendment. UConn, NC State. The score was, it was 24, like yeah, fourteen. So that's only thirty-eight points. Yeah, I misread that. I was off of what you told me. That I was you took certain that person. I took the under. Yeah, I, I if I wrote it, wrote it down and down. I went on there and did that, wow. and that's and that's goofball behavior. I don't know. All right, whatever. Uh, I'll check the tape, and we might have an amendment or addendum. Okay. Uh, Tennessee minus 28 versus UVA. Uh, you hit on yeah, that. Yeah, that's smashed. Way to talk trash to me on Twitter in the first quarter, Joe. Way to go. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and then ODU uh, plus 16 versus uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia that Tech. did not hit. That was a mistake. Why? Uh, what are you going to do? So I am four and two. You're two and four. Here's the deal. Um, Rutgers isn't getting nine wins. They're two and zero right now. Don't, don't go backwards. They'll beat go Temple three and zero. They'll beat Virginia Tech four and zero. They're not beating Michigan four and one. Beat Wagner five and one. Lose to Wisconsin five and two. Lose to Michigan State five and three. Uh, They're beating I'll, Michigan State. Come on, Michigan State. I'll terrible. give them okay. Well, you get one win between Michigan State and Indiana. So you're either going to be five. All and right, two they're going to be. Gonna they're going to be. They're going to beat Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Five. Or, 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 all right. So what are you six and two? Whatever it is. Lose to Ohio State six and three. Lose to Iowa six and four. Lose to Penn State six and five. Beat Maryland. Maybe beat Maryland. Maybe beat Maryland. Seven and five. That's a nine win football team. That's not a nine win <laughs> football team, Joseph. <laughs> That's not how it works. I am just so excited at the thought of a six and three Rutgers team. That team's ranked. A six and three Rutgers team? Are you kidding me? I'll bet you five thousand dollars right now that Rutgers does not get nine wins this year. Deal. Deal. Actually, actually, wait, wait, wait. Do wait, I wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five thousand dollars? Yes. <laughs> oh Straight no, up. I'm not taking oh, that. Okay, I'm not taking sure. it. Back. All right, that's gonna be it from us at Joe DeLeo and at Sanderson Radio, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with more. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.